Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Monday morning. I'm sure everybody's just giddy with anticipation and excitement that you get to get out of this cold weather and go to school and work or wherever life will take you today. But uh, I say quite on the contrary, people are probably tired and aggravated and don't want to get out and get going and uh, nobody could blame me for that feeling of attitude. But as uh, we and my wife and I was watching uh, the news this morning and that uh, Japan is playing, toying around with the idea of three-day weekends and only having a four-day, uh, let's see, yeah, four-day weekend, a week, work week. I'll get out here in a second. Work week. And, uh, and man, that would be awesome, wouldn't it, uh, to have a three-day weekend. They said they, they found that uh, production is higher, people are, will do more. So, I don't know, maybe that's something we'll be, be looking at in the near future. And But uh, depending on, on the job that you have, it may not make any difference at all, you know. So, uh, oh well. But anyway, hope everybody has a great day today and that the Lord will bless you mightily and that you'll start to stay off right with uh, jumping into God's word and prayer and uh, just glorify the Lord. And that's all we can do. And uh, like I say, your attitude has a lot with how your day is going to be. And it's never, I'm never, I don't ever preach a, uh, the uh, erroneous belief of positive mental attitude as Norman Vincent Peale would uh, would perpetuate, but it's just that um, you have the choice. You say, today, Lord, I'm going to serve you. Today, I'm going to glorify you. Today, I'm not going to be grumpy, grouchy, hateful, or uh, mean-spirited. I'm not going to be uh, in a, uh, lose my temper today. Today, I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to work today like I'm working for you, Lord, And I, or go to school and study like I'm doing it for you, Lord, and I think that would, uh, will make a tremendous difference in your attitude and how you approach the day as it comes and uh, so that's an attitude we need all need to have and it's hard to do sometimes it really is i don't always wake up in a giddy mood a lot of times i wake up in a bad mood and i don't want nobody around me and i don't want to talk to anybody and i'm just i'm just an old grouch but uh and trust me well i could tell you and uh but you know all we can do is just try that's all you can do good morning miss mousy good to see you too this well i can't see you that'd be a little odd but uh Glad you commented anyway. But uh, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and dive into God's Word this morning. We're looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Again, that's Ecclesiastes 9, verse 9. And as always, the encouragement is there for you to use those Bibles, underline, highlight, memorize, Use those Bibles. The first dust on your Bible and you've got trouble. So, uh, you know, I, I have no problems at all with electronic devices. Like I said, I know I say this every single morning, but I don't have any trouble with that at all. It's just that I want you to be able to use those Bibles. And so they're there for a reason and let you use those. So let's go ahead and bring up this, this verse in Ecclesiastes 9, 9. It says, live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun, under the sun, sorry, I'm having trouble seeing this, under the sun, all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life and in the labor which thou takest under the sun. So again, I apologize. It's, it's when I bring it up, you all can see it in a large uh, way, but on this program that I'm using, I can't, I can, it, it brings it up really small and it's really hard for me to see. So uh, I apologize uh, for not being able to read it as uh, as well as I should have. But anyway, so what we're looking at, obviously, is uh, is marriage. 
And, uh, you know, in today's society, they take it, uh, the majority, a lot of people, I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush, but a lot of people take marriage way too lightly. You know, with, you know a wife is for life. All right. This is what this verse is talking about. And that, uh, you know, it's not somebody you, you, know, you see in Hollywood and you see it in probably people you know and society in general uh, that marry and divorce quicker. Most people change their underwear. You know, it's just uh, uh, they take it too lightly. But once we make that commitment, we need to make that commitment for better or for worse. And uh, we need to glorify and honor God. And uh, now there's obviously there are situations that, uh, they, that come up that uh, – that may uh, prompt uh, divorce, uh, even though it's biblical as far as physical abuse and uh, or if someone is being unfaithful. Those are biblical reasons. Uh, even though they're biblical, doesn't mean that God still likes it, but those are biblical reasons for divorce, and rightly so. Uh, you don't want to stay, if you're in an abusive relationship. Now, ladies, I'm telling you right now, now I know there's, there, there are a small percentage of men who are in abusive relationships, but women in general, if you are being physically abused, you know, there's, there's sometimes you can get that battered wife syndrome and uh, you think this person will change. And they'll say that when they put their hands on you and say, oh, I lost it. It'll never happen again. I'll change. I'll come to you with tears and all this bunch of baloney. And uh, I'm telling you, get away. Uh, I don't care how much they claim they'll change, how much they say they'll love you. It will not. In fact, it will probably increase and get worse before it'll ever get better in the, the likelihood of your life being taken increases with each episode and it's not worth your life and if somebody really loves you no man ever has an excuse to ever put his hands on you at any point time shape form or fashion there was never an excuse and men if you get that angry think you got to do that then you need to take your fanny outside and walk it off uh, there's no excuse for that and i and women you don't need to be putting your hands on men and, and slapping and beating on them i've seen that happen as well and uh, that's not right either and because uh, they know that uh, if a man is a real man, that he's not going to strike back or hit you, and they think they can get away with that, that's wrong too. And uh, infidelity at all time high. It's amazing the people who um, claim to be in an open marriage. That's that's just a just spitting on the sanctity of marriage in general, and uh, and what it stands for. And that's still uh, an affair. That's still adultery. That's still cheating on your spouse. I don't care if you have a mutual agreement or not. Those vows are to be taken seriously. That's why God says uh, that uh, let no man separate what God has put together. And if you have that kind of attitude, then uh, you don't need to be married. Uh, it's just uh, that is it just it's an abomination. And, you know, it's amazing when you read God's Word. Time and again, we see that marriage is between one man and one woman. At no point in time, you know, God does not hide the fact that woman was created for man, that we it is a reciprocal relationship, that we both work together uh, as one. One is not above the other, that we work together as a team. And the only place that we see that uh, the man is above the wife in, in spiritual matters, and, and the fact that he's to be seen reading his Bible, to be seen in prayer, that he has his family church, that he is the spiritual head of his home, that he has his family church. He's demonstrating those things that are godly and loving and uh, of God's word and uh, and what he wants us to do. That's the only time we see that. And, um, uh, and, so, otherwise, and so we are to work together uh, as a team. And because God's word says, you know, uh, you are to respect your wife as your own body, whoever hated your body and so we you know i think some men want to take that verse out of context which says submit why submit to your husbands and say see she's supposed to do that no that's not what that's saying 
because that's what I'm talking about on down it says respect them as you respect your own body what that's saying is for wives to be submitting to them in spiritual matters that they are to be the head of the home spiritually just as Christ is head of the church and so that's why we see that but there are those out there who would pull that out of context but men, you need to honor your wives. You need to tell them that you love them. You need to tell them they look pretty. You need to take notice if they change their hair color or hairstyle or got a new outfit. You better take note and make sure that you are complimenting your wives and telling them that you love you because, because the devil does not play fair, particularly when it comes to the affairs of the heart. And he wants nothing more to get in there to cause division and strife within the home and the marital relationship in general. And all it takes is, you know, a lot of men, they think because they work hard, they provide for their family, that the, that the wives just uh, automatically, you know, that they know, or they know I love them because I provide and do all these things. But they need to hear that because if you don't or some little weasel at their job or someone where they're going is going to say oh you look pretty today you look nice today you know or they're talking to some uh, friend friend on facebook that it goes from a uh, uh, an emotional affair to a very real physical affair and say the devil doesn't play fair and men like and women likewise with men you need to tell your man you're good looking you're strong you've been working out look at joe's muscles and you know those kind of things you women likewise men need to hear that too they need to be built up too that that they are good looking and loved because if you don't there's some little uh i'll see what i was going to say there's another uh, female out there uh who who's loose and fast that uh will uh tell your man those things that he's been needing to hear and uh, likewise, that affair could happen just as easily. So see how yeah, the devil don't play fair. That's why we need to constantly be on our guards. And we need to, to tell each other that we lo I love you. You look nice. You look pretty. You, look, you know, hear those words of encouragement. You know, there's sometimes that um, a spouse may be wanting to pursue something. And uh, if they lack encouragement from uh, the other partner, then sometimes that can uh, uh, be devastating and hurt the relationship. Now, if it's something ungodly, then obviously it's not something you can't support. But uh, but if it's something you've prayed about and, and one of the other feels that's what's where the Lord's leading, then we need to be supportive and encouraging in those situations. And uh, we need to be careful not to be jealous of each other and, and uh, cause those kind of problems. And, and, you know, you can't control somebody. If somebody's going to cheat, they're going to do it. I don't care how how much control you think you've got you can put every tracking device on them you want to if somebody's going to cheat they're going to do it but remember if you're cheating on your spouse uh, if somebody will cheat with you they will cheat on you just remember that it's going to happen and it's not going to work and it's not going to last and so you might as well forget it those vows are to be taken seriously and the fact that anybody can read God's word and try to extrapolate out of that that uh, same-sex marriages are upheld in, in the Bible are absolutely insane. There, it is in no way, shape, form, or fashion. God's word is clear in these situations. That time and again talks about man and woman. If if God intended for same-sex, don't you think at some point in, the, in some point in the Bible God would have addressed that in some shape, form, or fashion and said, "Hey, that's okay. There's no problem." No. Uh, even Jesus, uh, uh, people try to, as, as one argument I've seen, people try to say, well, Jesus never said anything about homosexual relationship. He alluded back to Genesis 127, that man was created, that woman was created for man, that the relationship between one man and one woman, that's what a marriage is. So at no point, you know, God's word is not vague on any issue. It's, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. 
So we can just toss those those notions out the door. And if you don't agree with me on that, it's not me you got a problem with. It's God's word. I'm just telling you what God's word says. And that's something that we have. If you're a Christian, we have to abide by. No matter what culture and society may say, we need to abide by what God's word says. But the main focus of point of today is, is marriage and showing that love one to another. That you take those vows seriously. That you you're in it for life. It's not that divorce is never an option. That is that is just off the table. And that we treat each other with mutual love and respect. Do do marriages have arguments and fights? And, the, and yes, uh, you know, just because I'm a preacher, you don't think me and my wife don't have some knockdown, drag out fights sometimes. There's times I know she looks at me and thinking, "Why did I ever marry that jerk for?" You know, in fact, it's probably daily <laughs> that she looks at me and thinks, "Why in the world did I marry that idiot?" Uh, you know, and uh, we all have that. We're going to fuss and fight. You know, when you come from two. Uh, worlds, two different worlds, uh, because, you know, your spouse was raised one way, you were raised another, and sometimes that that clashes, because you look at the other thing, and what in the world do they do to you? How how did they raise you, you know? What, was you raised by wolves, you know? What in the world? And so, you know, those, those, those cultural differences, if you will, uh, will clash from time to time. And, uh, and so sometimes that, uh, thank you, Nancy. And so sometimes those will happen. And sometimes it's good to have those fights and arguments to, to kind of clear the air. But if something is bothering you, don't let it fester. Sometimes we can, there's something that's bothering us. Perhaps the spouse is doing and uh, we don't say anything because, well, I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight. But you let that fester. You let that boil. And before you know it, it is, it's going to erupt somewhere, shape, form, fashion. You know, it's like, you know, hey, can you hand me the butter knife? I need to get some butter out. Well, let me tell you something, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, where did this come from? If you got a problem with somebody, and I know it's easier said than done. You know, I, trust me, I've, there's been times when I know my wife's tried to be rational and calm. I've tried to be rational and calm and bring something up that's bothered me. And one of the others want to get mad. It just, it's just going to happen. But you clear the air, you get it done. And, you know, that's like God's word says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Make sure that you try to at least, before you go to bed, even if it's a half-hearted I love you or I'm sorry, then be so be it. And sometimes just be the bigger person. You know, just say, I'm sorry. Even if you know that the other person may be in the wrong. Just, you know, it's like my dad told me, choose your battles. There's some things worth fighting about and there's some things that are not. So, what you know, it's hard to do sometimes. But that's why you got to pray for discernment. God, is this worth bringing up or is this somebody I need to let go? Just pray about those kind of things. Marriages are tough and they're hard. But... The only way they're going to survive, the only way they're going to make it is by keeping Jesus Christ first in your lives, in your personal lives, and your relationships. I think it's great that people have couple Bible, couples Bible studies. Uh, they do things as a couple, but you need to make sure you're taking time individually as a person doing your devotions, which, having that right relationship between God, just between you and Him, and have that relationship and putting Christ first in uh, in your in your having daily devotions with your spouse or what have you so because if god is not in it uh, you know this may sound a little weird but if god's not in it you're not going to win it you know you're not going to survive you're not going to make it uh if god is not first and I've, i see it all the time i see people who come to church regularly faithfully and as soon as they get married buddy they just disappear you don't see them at all they either start attending another church or they don't go to church at all and, uh, you know, and that's fine. You know, if you go to another church, 
then and it, if that's where the Lord's leading you, then fine. You know, I'm not saying our church for everybody. It's discouraging to see people leave and, and not come back, and, and I hate it. But if that's where the Lord's led them, then so be it. But as long as they're in church. But if you quit church altogether, then you better watch out. You are setting yourself up for a big hurt, and it's going to hurt in a major way. So be careful about that. Remember, a wife is for life. And, and so we don't need to be, you know, uh, there's that what they call the seven-year itch. Sometimes um, around seven years, sometimes people feel like they don't want to be married anymore. They don't feel like they have emotion anymore. People have come up with some of the stupid excuses in the world to not get married, to want to divorce. I mean, and uh, it, it doesn't work that way. We need to look for excuses to stay married, not look for the excuses to not be married anymore. Just because you you, you feel bored or that uh, you found somebody else attractive, it doesn't work that way. You made that commitment. You made those vows. You make it work. And uh, if it means marital counseling, whatever it takes, you need to make that marriage work. And again, though, if it's a, if you're in a situation where you're being physically abused, get out of there. All right, get away from that person. I don't care how much they say they love you, how much they're going to change, how much tears they shed. You better get you, and if you have kids, get them out of there. First of all, the kids don't need to see that. Second of all, it's not worth your life to stay in that situation. So I'm just telling you uh, that the better wife syndrome is real, and, and those abusive situations are real, and it could cost you your life, and you don't want your kids seeing those types of situations. Uh, so if you're in that, please, I urge you, beg you, get out of there. Get to a woman's shelter. Go call the police. Uh, do whatever it takes, but don't stay in that situation. Outside of that, uh, make sure that you're trying to make that marriage work and you're putting Christ first. And uh, if you do that, uh, you, you're going you're gonna to make it. And uh, statistically, divorces are on an all-time high. But, uh, but if we keep in Christ first, maybe we start making that all-time high become an all-time low. But that takes you being in church and putting Jesus first. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you uh, again for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my beautiful wife, Brandy. I know we we tease and joke each other at church, and uh, sometimes we have some rough arguments. But, Lord, you bless me with a wonderful and beautiful woman, and I love her dearly. Be with all the marriages out there, all those who are watching, that, uh, that you will bless them mightily and that they will grow spiritually. Lord, for those who are watching who no longer have their spouse with them, uh, Lord, give them encouragement. Uh, give them understanding, give them peace, help them to overcome loneliness and the pain that they're dealing with. Uh, Lord, only turning to you and focusing on you uh, will get them through this. Focusing on pain and the loss uh, will get nowhere. But if we focus on you, we know that you will help us to endure and to persevere in your peace that surpasses all understanding and will guard our hearts and minds. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with our children, teachers, bus drivers, parents as they're going to school. Uh, let them get their, uh, there and back safely back home without any problems or complications. Uh, be Lord Jesus with our uh, police officers. Let them know that they're needed, loved, and appreciated. Likewise, our active military and veterans. And uh, Lord, all the prayer requests that are offered up on social media and at the church, be with those situations and let your will be done there. Be with our nation. Touch hearts and minds like never before. Be with our president. Give him wisdom, knowledge, discernment. Let him seek you. And Lord, to protect him and his family. And Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate each and every one of you all for watching this morning. Uh, I hope this will start your day off right. And uh, praise God uh, for his 
wonderful, wonderful word. But if you want to share these devotions with friends or family, if you think they may benefit from these, they can always add me on Facebook at Dr. Young. Whoops, that's the wrong one. That's the one that got uh, zapped. At Dr. At Doc Young 77S, they can add me on there. If they say, well, I don't do Facebook no more. It's too much aggravation. They say, well, if you do Twitter, you can watch it on there at Dr. Matthias Young. And if they... Uh, don't do either one. If they want to listen to these devotions, uh, the sermons on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, they can go to the Doc Young Chronicles free Apple podcast. Listen to that uh, the way if you're at work or working out. And I also do uh, weekly interviews with different individuals. The last one I've done uh, this past week was with Josh Hall. Uh, an incredible, incredible interview. You really need to listen to that. Uh, I tell you, this this man has been through. Uh, you wouldn't believe what he's what he went through in the military, how he was wounded and how God has used him mightily. So you definitely want to check that out. But anyway, hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Tom uh, says, uh, thanks, Matt. Great to listen to you before work. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate those kind words. Hope you have a great day. And everybody else watching, hope you have a great day as well. Thanks for watching.